Hello, and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Hello, Bree James here with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack Mag Parents Podcast. Now, maths, you either love it or you don't love it right? Uh, Universally, it seems to be one of those subjects that many of us aren't so good at and don't have very fond memories of when we think back to school. For others, we've got really fond memories. We're awesome at maths. So whichever way it is for you, it doesn't need to be this way because maths is captivating, exciting, and can take your child to many different places if you let it be so. So today we're going to speak to an expert in all things maths. She's got years of experience teaching primary school and high school. She's also Uh, one of the leading people at Cluey's Mathematics Department, which is developing and overseeing excellence in mathematics. Uh, And they've got tutoring across years, kindergarten to year 12 or prep to 12. Uh, So it's a great online system called Cluey's, but let's get her on the show. She's got some great tips and hints for us. Karen on Zoom. It's time to get to class. So tell me, Karen, why do kids and parents tend to dislike mathematics? Um, Well, first of all, most people have a tendency to believe that myth that in order to be good at maths, you have to have that maths brain. Um, Fortunately, nothing can be further from the truth. But people do tend to measure themselves or have measured themselves at school against the number of ticks and crosses at the top of their examination. And that has a a big impact on their belief in themselves and their self-efficacy, especially around mathematics. Um, And it can and it can believe it can impact them as consumers of mathematics as well, which means they're less likely to be resilient and try something a little bit harder. Um, In addition to that, there is an issue about the way mathematics is taught in school. Um, It's quite procedurally driven and relies on a good memory. And often you hear the word speed and accuracy bandied about, which which really isn't the way mathematics is is learned or has been used in the past. Um, Often high stakes examinations and syllabuses um, drive teaching where the focus is on getting good marks rather than developing that conceptual understanding and exploring mathematics in in real life context. Um, And unfortunately, parents sometimes impact children's views about um, themselves as mathematicians Mums have a tendency to say, this is a bit of a generalisation, but they have often mums are the ones that have a tendency to say that they're not any good at maths. And unfortunately, daughters are notorious for believing that because mum says she's no good at maths, then they're, they're likely not to be any good at maths as well. What I guess what we should understand is that mathematical ability is not genetic. Um, it is possible for every, everyone to be mathematically able. We might, none of us might be Einstein, but we can certainly be functional, numerate citizens with an ability to manage you know, finance and credit cards and understand how our mortgage works um, and, and put ourselves in a situation where we, where we know what probability, how probability works so we don't get caught up in gambling as well. Yeah, great point. Because maths can lead to a whole heap of careers in the future. What sort of, what sort of ones are there? Um, well, the, if, the, the list is really quite, quite long. Um, um, the usual culprits are the likes of engineering, um, teaching, uh, actuarial studies, uh, accountancy, statistics, 
Um, psychology is another one. And given the current rhetoric at the moment, we've got, we're talking about climate and environmental scientists. So there's, there's many, many more. I mean, you, if you go yeah, to the, the medical, website, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of STEM, yeah, it's, it's incredible the amount. So realistically, I was speaking on another podcast to she's the STEM ambassador for Australia and she was saying, you know, every child needs to be good at maths because that's pretty much part of nearly every single career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other thing that maths does is it helps you with setting out a step-by-step process where problems are. Um, they help you develop analytical skills that help you see through bias in data. You can look at the media and the way some things are reported in the media and the way politicians use words and language and, and um, data in order to skew the information that's provided. Um, but mathematics results in a more questioning society, somebody that's not willing to blindly accept um, what's being portrayed or what's being, they, they really genuinely will ask questions. I mean, I guess if I had any advice to give a year nine or a 10 child who's choosing their subjects for um, their senior years, particularly if they're, if they're planning on doing something in the future at university or, or even not university, if, if they don't choose mathematics in those senior years, then they're limiting their, their career choice and it, that limits their earning capacity. So how can parents then make maths exciting? Because sometimes kids aren't that excited about doing maths, especially if they have been told, you know, I'm not very good at it or they've got that belief. So how can we make it more exciting for them? Um, I think to begin with, it's, it's best to start off with counting games, um, recognising numbers. So when the children are quite young, it's, it's a really important thing to begin um, developing number sense with them, helping them relay that one-to-one uh, -one correspondence with numbers. Um, start off by counting steps upstairs. How many steps from the kitchen to the bedroom? Um, how fast can your child complete a task? I used to do that with my own children. Let me see how quickly you can get your shoes on, especially <laughs> if you needed to get them out the door quick. Yes. Um, also, um, knowing shapes and doing puzzles and we've all seen those little round ball uh, Fisher-Price puzzles with the shapes on the side that the children, babies in particular, start off by putting in and manipulating to put shapes into those particular, um, into the holes and that develops great spatial awareness. Um, then that can be further developed by playing games um, including dice and card games. I've taught kids in school where some of them in year eight or year nine had never seen a pack of cards, didn't know what the suits and the cards were or what the numbers were. So those are the sorts of things that help kids uh, to look ahead and they, they can analyse when they're starting to play games. Besides arguing about Monopoly, they can also strategize in order, how, how can I win this? Um, other things that parents can do is um, cooking. Uh, measuring out recipes, looking at um, reading recipes, um, finding the ratios in recipes. Um, so many children struggle with their multiplication tables. Put them on in the car when you're driving along, seeing the multiplication tables with them so that they get and develop um, a better understanding of them. And even, even there's an argument that says which comes first. Is it the rote learning or is it the understanding? Well, I think they actually go hand in hand with regards to the multiplication table. Kids develop um, their own strategies for being able to recall them very, very quickly. Um, flashcards is another great one. 
you can do that as competitions. Um, we can get our children to become more financially aware, buying, use, giving them money to go and buy lollies at the shop, calculating the change. If I buy two lollies, how much is that going to cost? Um, encouraging them to save their pocket money, a target for a particular toy or item that they want to purchase. Um, and more importantly, parents should demonstrate an interest and an enthusiasm themselves for mathematics. They may hate it. Um, they might, they may be people who have struggled with it in the past themselves. And I know an awful lot of kids, when when they get into year seven, that's when parents start to back off a little bit, and that's often the time when children need that extra little bit support. Um, but if they're not sure, a good thing to do is to ask their teacher, "What? How? How do you teach it? How do you teach subtraction nowadays?" Um, when when I was at school, we were taught a very different way to the way it's taught today. Um, so ask the teacher how to do it and get involved in it and perhaps be able to um, support them in that way. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Good Start Early Learning. Good Start can nurture your little one right from the nursery through to kindergarten with the choices of a nine-hour, 10-hour or all-day session. Visit goodstart.org.au and inquire today. Because yeah, what should parents do if their child is falling behind? Because, you know, obviously teachers have a lot of students in their class. So how can parents help a lot more? I guess it's understanding the homework and doing what you just suggested, which is go and ask the teacher how they do it these days, because it is very different. It is, yeah. Um, I guess what we need to understand is that mathematics involves skills that are learned. And like all skills, you get better at them with practice. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a large number of your listeners whose children play sport. Um, my own children did when they were younger and they trained once or twice a week in order to get better. And as they got better, their confidence increased and they enjoyed, um, being a, they enjoyed doing it a lot more. Um, so you can't really get good at doing anything without practice. Um, if you consider, there's a great book by um, a guy called D'Souza and it's called How the Brain Learns Mathematics. And it's a really, really great way of showing how it changes your thinking and how, how mathematics changes the way your brain functions and why your brain changes. Um, if, if we think about it, new learning is more likely to be retained if a student has time to process and practice what they've been doing. And um, with regards to I was talking about multiplication tables a minute ago, but repetition is critical for transferring that working memory. Sorry, you're transferring information from the working memory into the long-term memory to be able to re be recalled a little bit better. Um, 20 minutes each day is enough. When I worked with pre-service teachers, one of the things that they had to do is to, to do a what's called a land type test, which is a literacy and numeracy test for initial teacher education. And these guys, some of them had been out of school 15 years and had forgotten as much as they had learned. And one of the things I suggested to them was just do 20 minutes every day. Rather than do an hour on a Saturday, do 20 minutes every single day. It, it changes the way your brain thinks. You start to build capacity. You um, learn a little bit. You don't forget it quickly. You learn a little bit more. Whereas if you take it, if you study on a Saturday and study again on the following Saturday, you have to start building those connections again before you can start building new ones. So it's a really important thing that they do a little bit every day. Um, it, often children struggle 
as you as you said, you were talking about teachers in large classrooms, and kids have sometimes struggle in large classrooms. They're often very very scared to ask a question, especially if they feel slightly intimidated or if they don't feel confident. Um, sometimes small group is a good idea. Sometimes one to one guidance is is uh, an important. Um, support mechanism whether it's with a parent or whether it's with a, a tutor or whether it's with the teacher or whether it's with um, an older sibling absolutely so realistically it's about getting support it's telling your children that you know the different careers it can lead to if they're involved in mathematics um, it's us sort of trying to bring the everyday experience of maths into their lives as well um, and yeah, not saying we don't like maths as parents and just, <laughs> maths is awesome, especially algebra. Actually, algebra is my favorite. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's, yeah. it's, an, it's an amazing tool and algebra changes the way you think. It really changes your thinking. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Karen, for being on the show today. Uh, we'll put some more information about Karen uh, in our show notes because tell us a little bit about Cluey Learning. Oh, Cluey. Cluey is a brand new company that we've been running a little over 12 months now and we've got uh, what we have done is we've mapped the curriculum from uh, year three at the moment we will be moving into year two shortly um, year three up to year 12 across all states and territories um, and the states and territories are different um, in particularly in the 11 and 12 and those 11 and 12 years have been very carefully pulled apart all of the syllabus documents have been examined we've um, we've created what's called nodes which is each of the dot points of the syllabuses so that we can make sure that when we provide a content or a course or a unit or a program for a student that we have covered every single thing that every syllabus has requested us to do so we've made sure that it's it's really really dynamic as well um, we have a um, the courses have been written by um, experienced teachers. Um, I have an awesome uh, senior um, senior uh, instructional designer, Suzanne. She's just she's written a lot of the year eleven and twelve content, and she is really really well versed in what what we understand about the eleven and twelve syllabuses. Um, and we provide excellent tutoring for kids. We've had some fantastic feedback. We're working really, really hard to make sure that we've got really quality tutors that provide as much support and engage the students in the best way they possibly can. And it's done in real time. It's done in the child's home because, of course, we're an online um, pro, uh, pro profile and programs. So, um, and everything is adaptable for the child. So if a child needs support in particular areas, so they might be in year seven, and they still need some extra support in some of the year, year five or year six content, or they need to be extended up to year eight or year nine, then we can do that and provide that extra additional support for the kids. Sounds great. So check out cluelearning.com.au. Thank you so much, Karen, for being on the show today and inspiring us all about getting into mathematics more. I hope so. Thanks so much, Bree. The weird, the wacky, and the wonderful in the world of parenting. Number one is a fact. Do we have five senses or do we have more? Uh, we've always been told that humans have five senses, sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. But many of us have wondered if there is a sixth sense. But many experts agree that humans have at least 10 
while some believe that the number is as high as 22. These include a sense of balance, a sense of pain, and a perception of time. So there you go. We might have 22 senses. So number two is an idea. For many years, the Netherlands has been ranked as one of the best places in the world to live. And Dutch kids are apparently some of the happiest in the whole world. And it's possibly due to the fact that the Dutch fathers believe in taking a more equal role in raising them. So years ago, the government reduced full-time working hours to 36 hours a week to combat unemployment, allowing those working 40-hour, 9-to-5 jobs to give them an extra day of vacation every fortnight. So many dads refer this to their daddy day and use it to spend time with their kids. So there you go. Daddy day. I like that. That extra bit of time. Number three, Indonesian designers have come up with an idea to refreeze the Arctic through a submarine-like structure so it can float around the Arctic and produce a new hexagonal-shaped iceberg each month. So it's a freezer to refreeze the Arctic. How cool is that? Good, good on you, Indonesia. If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. It's time for Bree's Give It A Go Challenge. For this week's Give It A Go Challenge, I want you to try to consume no sugar. I know, shock horror. It'll be tricky, but I believe that you can do it. So you can include your kids in this challenge too and see if there are any notable differences in their behavior. Uh, It'll require a bit of creative thinking and meal prepping, uh, but it may open your eyes to some of the life-changing differences and show you how much sugar you are consuming. So you need to look in the back of labels, parents. You need to look in the cans of tomatoes and the sauces you're using. No sugar. You can't have any sugar in any of those sauces. Good luck. It's going to be a tough one. Pack Mag's tip of the week. My tip of the week, are you looking for a way to keep weeds and grass from growing in the cracks of your paved patios, driveways and footpaths without the use of harmful chemicals? Well, there's a few different ways to go about it. So number one, you can sprinkle handfuls of baking soda onto the concrete and sweep it into the cracks. That gets rid of weeds, apparently. You can pour boiling water over the cracks where the weeds grow. That apparently gets rid of weeds too. Or you can spray weeds with full strength apple cider vinegar. That apparently works too. I want you to give it a go. Let me know. It's another give it a go challenge, really. Try all of them. Let me know how you go with it. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? Well, we learned lots on today's show. Number one is just because you weren't good at math does not mean your child will be too. So math is not genetic. Uh, It's important to stay open-minded when helping your child with their maths homework. And don't talk down about maths. Say how awesome maths is because realistically, it is an everyday part of life. Number two is that counting games is a great way to develop number sense when your child is young. So like Karen said, start by counting the steps in your house. How long does it take to put on their shoes? Uh, Cooking is a great and fun way to also incorporate maths into day-to-day activities uh, and get your child to measure out how many cups of flour is needed to make their favorite cake. Uh, Number three, as parents, it's important we show enthusiasm to mathematics, even though we may not be a fan of it ourselves. So often once a child reaches year seven, the parents start to back off with homework help or interest in maths. But this is when we should be giving them the help they need. So if you aren't sure, ask their teacher how they're teaching the maths in their unit and try and be able to help them at home as well. And lastly, explain to your child that your brain is a muscle and the more they practice, the more they'll understand the working class and find it easier to do. So 20 minutes a day will improve their skills. So tell them they need to work it like a muscle and keep on learning more maths. 
Well, can't believe we've wrapped up another show. I'm having heaps of fun bringing it to you. Um, all of us here at PacMag hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed pulling it together for you. Huge thank you to Good Start Early Learning for being our amazing sponsors. Uh, and remember, any important links can be found in the show notes. And if you want to go back and look at any of our other episodes, you can check out packmag.com.au slash podcast. Huge thank you to Karen for all of her insights today. Hope you got something out of it. Go and check out her website uh, for more details. It'll be in the show notes too. But big thanks to everyone else who's made the show possible. Until next time, happy parenting and get into maths. And don't forget to tell everybody you heard it on PacMag. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.